Bonjour les amis, hello friends, et bienvenue, welcome to the newest episode of my podcast, The Paris Lessons. It has been some time since I recorded an episode. I am thrilled to be here in conversation with you. So much has happened since I last recorded an episode of The Paris Lessons, so many life lessons, so many academic lessons. I've gone back to school to study philosophy at the Sorbonne, which has been an amazing experience, and just life, as always, has been a very enriching experience. So the topic for this episode is les envies, and I picked this word in particular for many reasons. Number one, l'envie. So this is an expression in French, avoir envie de faire quelque chose, par exemple, to have desire to do something, for example. So many times students confuse the word l'envie in French with envy in English because they look very similar. L'envie means desire, right? Or, or, a, or a yearning or a want or a longing. I choose to translate it as desires. Les envies, au pluriel, in the plural sense, desires. Les envies. This is something that I have learned so much about living in France, living in Paris. The French have a wonderful way of not only honoring each other's desires, right? So I'm using the word desire here to talk about simply, you know, a want. If you want to do something or not, if you want to have something or not, if you want to have something for dinner or not, if you want to go somewhere or not, they have a wonderful way of honoring one another's wants, desires, and in turn that gives them the opportunity to honor their own desires. Something that uh, strikes me every time that I'm back in the States and, you know, visiting friends and family is this sort of um, an, a more indirect way of communicating there. Of course, I'm generalizing a little bit. Um, specifically, um, you know, women, we have a, a tendency, Anglo-Saxon women, to, you know, really people please. And the the greatest problem with that that I have seen in my own life experience and now juxtaposed against my experience living in France, which is such a different way of living with our wants and our desires, is that slowly, 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 this people-pleasing chips away at your connection with your desires, with your envie. And this is a problem because this starts to make us feel small inside. And this also starts to create a life that doesn't really resemble what we want our life to look like or what we want our life to be filled with. And then added to that, rarely are we ever applauded for being people pleasers. I was thinking about this the other day. I was a people pleaser for a very long time. It's something I still have to um, observe. You know, I check in with myself now and then and make sure, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to go to this party? Do I really want to spend time with this person? And and I'm, and I'm on Anglo-Saxon ears, I might sound a little bit harsh, but it's it's not harsh. It's just being in touch with 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 what you want and with also with what you need so i'll circle back to to what you need in, in a second um but you know we're aside from the occasional wow you know you're you're always so supportive or or you're so easy to please we're rarely lauded 
for being people pleasers, for being easy. And it's funny because I shared this story on, on an Instagram live recently. So, so if you're one of my students or if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you've read any of my eBooks, you've heard me talk about my best friend, Xavier, who's obviously French. We met in New York years ago when I worked at a French gallery in Soho. He worked there too. So Xavier has known me since, he's, he's known me for close to 20 years. And it was so funny. We spent some time in the countryside recently and we were deciding what we were going to cook for dinner. And I actually love garlic, but I just wasn't in the mood for garlic. And so he wanted to make a pasta dish with garlic and, and I wasn't in the mood for it. And I just literally said that. I just don't feel like having garlic today. And he, he turned to me and he laughed a little bit. And he said, you know, you were so much easier when you weren't so French. And I obviously was proud of myself when I heard that and we had a good laugh. But I was proud of myself because that was a long time coming. Me being able to get out of this habit this rut of saying, whatever you want, sure, whatever you want. And now I have to keep myself in check because it irritates me a little bit if I'm, if I'm with someone and I ask them, where would you like to go? What would you like to do? And they'll say, oh, whatever you want to do, because I'm now having this very French reaction. It's the reaction my French friends used to always have with me, which is like, c'est pas possible. Like, it's not possible. Like, you have to have an opinion. And that's, like, let, please tell me what your opinion is so we can do something that we both want to do. So, you know, because the you want to, you have a, a right to have what you enjoy and, and life is to be lived in a pleasurable way. So it's interesting because in, in French mentality, having an opinion and expressing it is so normal. It's so human. And in Anglo-Saxon mentality... Sometimes we can be we can come off as picky or demanding or high maintenance. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to share with you in this episode, that term high maintenance came up for me. And that really really activated something in me because that reminded me of when I was dating in the United States as a female, I always had this sort of fear of being high maintenance. If being high maintenance means, you know, knowing what you want and expressing what you want, then be high maintenance. Because the thing is, is, you know, this goes in line with what I was saying earlier. If you're being a people pleaser or if you're trying to be easygoing or not be high maintenance, you know, you might be, you might feel like you're making life easier for everyone. But in the end, what's happening is you're not really letting people get to know you and you're giving a lot of your creative power over your life away. And I, you know, and I, my example I just gave of being with Xavier was, you know, sure about pasta, what we were making for dinner, but I'm a big believer in the fact that it's the little things that are really important in our lives. Our lives are the cumulative effect of our thoughts, our decisions, from the little things to the big things. And most often, I think that it's the, that our lives essentially end up being those decisions that we don't think are big decisions, so we don't think about them. You know, like, do you want to go to this party tonight? Sure. 
you know, or, or doing things out of guilt or, or obligation. So living in France has really helped me to get in touch with what I want, what I don't want, what I love, what I appreciate less. And this was not easy. And if there's anyone who is listening to this right now thinking, well, I don't really know what I want, please don't feel strange because that was me for a very long time. I realized that I had become so used to people pleasing, so used to, um, you know, really wanting to be accepted that I had gotten, I had made so many little, in quotes, decisions um, where I was really just, you know, sort of going with the flow or being easygoing that I got out of touch with what I wanted. I got out of touch with mes envies, with my desires, with what I liked and what I didn't like. So I started to play this sort of fun game with my close friends. And you can always count on your close French friends to like be on board and listen when you have an opinion because they have theirs too. So you've got to be ready to listen to theirs too, which I love. It's so freeing. It's so much fun to say, no, I don't feel like doing that tonight. No, I don't feel like eating that. Actually, no, I know that everyone likes to go on vacation in that spot, but I'm not, I'm not a beach person or whatever it is. That's part of what makes you who you are. And in order to really get more in touch with, with, mes envies, with my desires, I had to kind of just get to know myself all over again. And, and <laughs> then the challenge that I found with that was, you know, I was so busy as, as, a, as a new entrepreneur when I first moved here that, you know, aside from, you know, making time for sleeping and basics, basic things, I hadn't carved out time to sort of like, you know, kind of like date myself, if you will, to, to get to know myself again and really get in touch with mes envies, my desires, my wants, my longings, my wishes. And so that really became part of my self-care practice, this carving out time to, to get myself in a relaxed enough state that I could just observe, that I could check in with myself um, that I would also check in with myself as I was in communication with people because this people pleasing, um, this people pleasing habit becomes so knee jerk that it's easy to to not really check in with yourself when you're when someone asks you what you think about something or what you want to do because your initial reaction is just you know, that you want to do whatever they want to do, which isn't always a bad thing. I wanted to emphasize that as well. That's not a bad thing. That's not an ugly, that's not an ugly tendency to have. It's really a beautiful thing to want to make people happy. That's a wonderful quality to have. It's a beautiful thing to to have so much empathy that other people's happiness or fun gives you happiness or is fun for you. However, it's also, I think, very important in order for us to stay centered that we stay in touch with our envie. So, you know, if you're someone who has, you're listening to this, like I said, and you're thinking, well, I don't really even know what I want. That's okay. I think that that's very, very normal, especially if you're a female living in Anglo-Saxon culture. What I can recommend to you, what worked for me was, you know, just, you know, 
creating moments of peace in solitude during my week, like taking a walk, as I said, sort of checking in with myself, knowing that I had to check in with myself when someone asked me what I wanted to do, or if I wanted to go to a certain place or eat a certain thing, or if I, if I, you know, liked a certain activity or whatever it is, I knew, okay, so I have to make sure I have to give myself like an extra half second and give myself permission to take that leap of faith to an express, to express an opinion and know that it doesn't mean I'm being disagreeable or picky or high maintenance or any of those things. It's really important to Always create time to get to know yourself. And that said to give yourself permission to evolve and to change. One of the reasons that I love the month of August so much in France, which is the current month that we're in, especially in Paris, is because this blanket of calm goes over the whole city. And, you know, it's sort of like the best kept secret, actually, that August is the best time to be in Paris. And you don't hear that very much because I think that we Parisians sort of want to keep it really calm. But if you're someone who's introspective, if you're someone who's, you know, looking for a place filled with beauty and inspiration and calm with a very French twist, obviously, I highly recommend giving yourself the gift of coming to Paris in August like a girlfriend's trip, or actually even on your own. Some of my best travel memories are from solo moments that I had in Paris. Give yourself a chance to get reacquainted with yourself. You know, maybe, you know, meditation is a really wonderful way to to relax, but I know that meditation is something that, you know, kind of intimidates people sometimes or is, you know, sort of, Honestly, you know, when if you have a really busy mind, the last thing you want to do at times is meditate. I'm a big fan of guided meditations. There's a wonderful, wonderful thing in France that I share in my well-being course. It's actually, you can find it throughout Europe, but it hasn't taken off in the United States. I'd never heard of it in the United States. It's sophrology, la sophrologie. And I share a bit about my experience with la sophrologie in my French well-being course. Anything that just gives you a chance to check in with your feelings and relax any person in your life who you can express yourself freely with, you want to be around those people more, right? And practice this game of sharing your opinion, being less of a people pleaser, really getting in touch with your envie, right? Your desires. Et voilà, mes amis. Merci d'être là. Thank you for being here. Et je vous souhaite une très belle journée. And I wish you a very beautiful day.